Hello and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen, with the best 30 minutes of sleep in show business. Uh, maybe you get a full night's sleep as a result of this podcast, or longer than 30 minutes, uh, you know, or whatever, whatever. The best 30 minutes is how 30 minutes is how long I'm on. You might get more bang for your buck. I mean, you might get a week's worth of sleep, like at the end of Heat, when Al Pacino's like. I'm going to go to the hotel and I'm going to sleep for a week. I mean, he, you know, that's, he would have been well advised to listen to this podcast. So I'm trying to post these um, episodes from the ship, but the bandwidth is too much for the garbage internet service we have. Um, Not to mention they may have lost my sport coat and two of my three fine performance stage shirts which they're looking for. Um, yeah, so the bandwidth is too much for some of this. So I can I can get them into an MP3, but from there, getting them onto anchor.fm has been a struggle. I don't think that's anchor. I think that's the internet, stro- the internet uh, connection. Uh, I was able to get... I was able to get one on somehow, but I think I was docked somewhere. But I've got like five in the chamber to post. So it's great. I mean, I'm writing a ton. I'm writing a ton. Am I getting stuff up on stage? Not necessarily. You know, um, you can't really try new stuff. It's got to you got to come correct on the cruise ship. Uh, and I'm really getting tired of performing for the living dead here. And I even get depressed sometimes going to meals because you see who you're performing for, and it's like, yeah, I'd rather just stay in my room um, for particular lines. The the Caribbean MSC wasn't an age issue at all. Okay, so I feel like I'm in outer space and doing a captain's log for future listeners with this podcast. I don't feel like I'm talking to people like concurrently or with time, with the present. So there's some detachment there. And then, you know, I don't know how I survived in Japan two years career for one, but it was a different time. Um, and there was more social. I don't have a lot of conversations. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's a little dull and a little it's people aren't so friendly the comics um but my god if you can you know start up a good cover band you will work forever and they will treat you like gods uh, uh, on this thing so um by the time people listen to these episodes i'll be back stateside anyway so what's the point point i have no point just going through the motions this is episode 108 i am uh, just going through the motions um on some of this just a last leg of a long vacation you know i was in ireland with my family once for a family reunion and it was like 10 days or two weeks long and on the last night we just ducked out of the event it was the last night we were in a group tour kind of and we just ducked out of this medieval times thing and just went to dinner and reflected on the trip it was so mellow um i think it was still light out it was summer so obviously sunset comes late and i don't even know if we saw the our group again maybe on the flight back a little bit because i don't think we took the shuttle to the airport i think we were just on our own but we had a nice little flight home the next day from dublin um or galway was it i think it was galway at that point to la and then uh had a lunch in LA with my mom because she didn't come on the trip she didn't fly so we uh we all went to lunch when we got back to the uh states I think the last time my brother sister dad and myself were together 
was a tax restaurant in the Silver Lake Echo Park area on Sunset, closer to Dodger Stadium, T-A-I-X, a French restaurant. Uh, I think it was a Friday night. Um, it's a restaurant. They have a stage. It's old school. He was passing through after some meetings in Santa Barbara or North L.A., and my brother lived there at the time, and for some reason my sister was passing through, so we were all four in L.A., and uh, we did a little dinner there. And for some reason, we didn't do it down Orange County because I think my sister had to leave or something. But I always loved Tax Restaurant and Bar um, for that reason and for others. I don't know if Dan Mintz's wife still runs a comedy show there on Sunday nights. You know, I'm going to call in and let me know, guys. Call in to my listeners. But that was the last time the four of us were together. My mom and older brother weren't there, so I guess it's not the entire family, but it's the uh, (laughs) our family, man. Between that, like, our family photos used to be my dad out of town and my older brother having to be forcefully, like, sat down to look in the camera, never looking in, and then I hated my face. Um, so it was us, and my poor mother just wanted family photos, you know, to send to people, and that just kind of never really happened. Um, <clears throat> but uh, anyway... <laughs> That was the last time we were all together. My mom, an older brother, yeah, different. Okay, anyway, we were in Ireland for a long time, and the last night was mellow. We were just going through the motions, and that's what I feel like now. I've got a week and a half left here. We've got Australia. We did Numia, Numea, the French island. I've already forgotten how to pronounce it. It's called, uh, what was it called? Caledon? No. I've already forgotten the name. Caledon? Caledonia? New Caledonia. Uh, then Brisbane, and then Sydney, and then tomorrow Queensland, and then uh, Papua New Guinea, and uh, and then and then we hit Darwin. From Darwin, I'll fly to Singapore. Singapore back to L.A. The day after Thanksgiving, right? Black Friday. Um, yeah, so we're hitting up there. Darwin was bombed by the Japanese during World War II. It's a northwest tip of Australia. I mean, we are covering so much of this continent uh yeah so we're doing all these spots i'm just looking around nodding like yeah 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 you know we're circling we're circumnavigating eric and chris uh australia and i'm like get me through the next week and a half you know just get me through because uh i'm kind of dead but whatever it's a good problem to have but the numbness sets in, right? You get to a town, you have to remember, okay, we have a day, let's get on it. I'm not spending days in these towns. The only time that we spent days was uh, Tonga. I was there two and a half days. Kind of three, actually. Actually, three days, yeah. I was there three days. So you get to town and you have to remember, we have a day, let's get on it. The new city that you just docked in doesn't know that you're exhausted from travel. So, whatever. So, you want to have someone with you so you can challenge each other, yourself, stuff like that. Because you hit you hit pots of depressiones. Um, Arizona, UCLA, Tide. So, it's Sunday afternoon here. It's Saturday night back home. Australia is very similar to Canada. It's just unfamiliar enough as an American. It's just unfamiliar enough. And you can speak and understand and all that. But not completely. It's bizarre, man. English, Australia, Canada... All know more about us than we know about them. They know about the War of 1812. We do not. We were the home. We were home field advantage. 
Uh, I'm trying to play it down, be deferential, and you're good. But um, I always try to play it down, be deferential, and you're good. I'm not boasting chest out. I'm just like, hey, yeah, I'm from the states, and if people like want to pass judgment, great. They want to test me, great. But eventually they realize, okay, this guy's a yank, but he's chill, right? He's not looking to get into a stupid debate about God knows what. Because the truth is, you know what? Your older people are awful, awful audiences, just like America. Your old people suck, just like you know, English, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Yeah, it's the same, all right? They're awful audiences, especially when in a, in a theater that's not even packed. Um, it's not the greatest generation either. It's the one that came up behind them. What else? I always, um, I had a friend, sorry, I, have, I had a friend in Sydney, married couple, um, girl went to college with me from um, Japan, and the guy is uh, from the 1984 field lacrosse hockey, field hockey team from England, and they have a little girl, and I got to see them in Sydney, and it was great having a friend there to pick you up from the dock, take you around, show you around three four spots and then head back to the ship and it's like oh my god this would have cost me hundreds of dollars uh the familiarity the intimacy intimate knowledge of the streets but um it's good man it's good it's good to have a guide uh brisbane numia was just on my own but i think but i think people like that I think some of these shops that I walk into, they're like, oh, he's on his own. He's not obnoxious. We'll help him. Australia is, is so massive. I mean, we're sailing for weeks around this beast, and I don't even see the land. Each time we leave Australia and intend to hit another dock port, we don't see Australia. We go back. Uh, we have to get out to sea, obviously, f to make better time. We average about 16 to 22 knots, which I don't know how fast that is. And, uh, and then we have to get back to land. But in between those, you don't see land. So, a lot of detachment. Um, in the end, it's just a matter of going up and doing the jokes. But there's no attachment to the crowd, the material, the setting. But you know what? Whatever. It's a good problem to have. You're at sea. You're learning. You're enjoying. You're relax relaxing. Kind of. Wanting to learn about the places we're going. Um, but we're not performing for the places we're going to. So, it's not a tour. You know what I mean? It's comedy shows for the people who are touring. So that's kind of weird. There's like a few different variables at work. But it's great. It's almost like, um, hey, you have to perform now. So just do that thing. And you have to retrieve it. The set or skill or whatever. As if it's a chip or file you have to pull from your brain. Because it's not at the forefront, right? You need to take a beat and retrieve it. It's not a muscle you're working every night. So it's, it's some sluggish stuff. Um, where are we? Election midterms. Are we? We're already? Okay, that's great. This podcast moves sometimes, even when it's Snorefest Central. Election midterms. Just tell both sides they won. Just just advertise it. Both networks. Just go big with the lies. Just go even bigger. Yeah, you won. You won. Cool. We're all good. Uh, I expected way more of a red wave. I think we all did. I was like, oh, it's going to be a slaughter. And it looks like, is the Senate going to keep... The Democrats are going to keep the Senate. I, you know, there's a few states hanging in the balance. There's three. Three left. But, um, Jesus, Nevada. Okay, Nevada might go. But Georgia, 
two states hanging in the balance because Arizona went blue as far as the Senate is concerned. Okay. But I think Republicans got greedy with abortion. Maybe they uh, should have left well enough alone, you know, because that's going to fire up people, right? That's going to wake a sleeping giant. Some people wouldn't vote otherwise. Pro-life people are always voting anyway. But I feel like pro-choice people, they'll let an election slide and sit one out if there's nothing on the agenda for them. But once abortion is brought up, man, they're hitting the voting booths. Also, Agent Orange rearing his ugly head. Maybe got people off the couch, right? He's getting in DeSantis' space. The guy's bad news, right? It's been so nice to see less hats and banners of his these last two years. And I'm in South OC, you know, and I'm seeing less. People say that he won the election and there was voter fraud um, two, two years ago. On December 1st of that year, right, then Attorney General William Barr, under Trump, said that the Justice Department found no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the election, um, even as President Trump kept up his legal efforts to reverse his defeat. His own legal team said there was no evidence. You wonder if he stayed off Twitter, if he'd have been given, if he'd have been okay, you know? But he bit, he bit. All those people below the surface, those trolls, they got him to bite. He couldn't resist. He was like Apollo Creed in Rocky II. He had to get the knockout, even though he'd won the fight. He kept going after Rocky and finally knocked knocked himself out. He was knocked out. Oh, no, no, he, he was knocked out himself, Apollo was, because he kept going for the knockout, because he couldn't go through all the talk of, really, you went 15 rounds with him? Because he had the fight won, more so than he did in uh, the first one. But those last couple rounds, he kept going for the knockout. Maybe Trump did the same thing. Anyway, fascinating takes on politics here, just to make this podcast more unlistenable, too. Um, But I did watch a ton of coverage. Um, It's funny, the last ship I was on had CNN, Fox, BBC. This one has Fox, BBC, MSNBC. So I guess there's only room for an MSNBC or CNN, uh, which is fine. But it's just so funny, all of it. Uh, I've been flipping around all those channels. It's all such theater. It blows my mind. Uh, you know, I think it's all about how do you want the information presented to you? What do you want the set to look like? The people talking to you? What manner? Do you want them fake angry? Like you get on Fox News? like, Or do you want them a little more pretentious? Both sides are pretentious, let's be honest. But do you want it a little bit more? Mm, I don't know pseudo polite like I'm listening to you um, yes ooh some action some action hold on guys we're going to keep we're going to stay on air here yeah yes sir yes sir oh you got it great thanks guys so much no cheers alright we'll see you later okay guys my coat and shirts just came that was some action um they, didn't, they were rushing off or else I would have had them come in for an interview. They're the stewards. They're the ones that have caught me, walked in on my, uh, me holding a pencil multiple times talking into the, ca- into the mirror. And my underwear. Tidy whities Fruit of the looms. Um, where are we? Yeah, so that was action. That was some action. Let's come back. Let's try to come back from that. And uh, God, man, that was good. 
sweating. I had to get up. I'm at my desk here in the in the cabin, and I had to get up, and my stuff's here now, and everything's fine. Um, but it is. It's all theater. Yeah, MSNBC has people in glasses. The men are a little thinner, not as mean looking. But how do you want the pre- information presented to you? Fox News is kind of like a little little rougher, like ex-NFL guys, aggressive in appearance. Blonde women, right? Got to get them blonde. More stout reporters. A little more meat and potatoes. The appearance of, right? The appearance of. Probably more tears on MSNBC. Mostly fake, right? The news puts you in a bad mood no matter what. Hey, don't forget about us. We've tune into us with everything that happens. Tune into us. Get our take. It has to come through us. It has to be about us. Don't worry about the the game, the big game. Come to us afterwards. Um, but they're all like snide and just laughing, you know, at at us, the other side. It's so disrespectful to each other, to the viewer, as if to say, can you believe the other side even has an opinion? Thankfully, they can all come together on dead Palestinians, right? They all view themselves as truth warriors, but none of them dare go near the truth. Then kids and grandkids are going to be like, you guys killed that many Arabs and let Palestinians get slaughtered? And we'll be like, yeah, but stockbrokers around the country made so much money. Look at, look at the numbers here. When we look back at segregation and how blind we were and wonder how could we um, treat black people that way? How could the Holocaust ever have happened? Uh, you know, how dare we do that to Native Americans? It's still happening, right? Um, JVP, Jewish Voice for Peace, a great organization out of Oakland. They're balls of the wall, man. Also, Chris Hedges is excellent if you get a chance. He's got so many books. Norman Finkelstein. These guys risk professional and character assassination by speaking out. They risk their lives, too. But amazing heroes. Uh, scumbag Alan Dershowitz. I saw he might have gotten off the hook with that girl, the young girl. Well, she's not necessarily young anymore. I think she's in her 30s. But she was uh, naming all those people from Epstein Island. And uh, she and Dershowitz, Dershowitz settled out of uh, court. He helped get Finkelstein expelled from his university position, which automatically makes me like Finkelstein, even if I weren't familiar with his work. Anyway, um, I don't know where all this went. Wow. Oh, I guess the midterms. I thought high red wave, man. Alabama red wave, crimson tide. But uh, it wasn't what I thought. I'm always wrong. I was wrong uh, two years ago. I was wrong six years ago. I was wrong uh, in 2000. But it was on the T for Repubbies. And it makes you think, wow, the Dem, Dem Dems just absorbed their best punch. Like, we'll see what happens to Dos Anjos from Ema from now. Um, because this was supposed to be a layup. So I'm reading another book by Jimmy Carter. It's excellent story. Uh, there's a story in there about a journalist getting into his dressing room before one of the debates with Reagan. I don't know how many debates they had back then. Maybe just one. But uh, a journalist got into Jimmy Carter's dressing room and stole his notes for the debates right before going on air. And he gave them to Reagan. So Carter didn't look as sharp on TV, uh, which is just amazing. I'd be, I'd, I'd be like, no, 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 we're not having it. Somebody was in here. They stole my notes. You got a camera? But uh, different time, right? I don't know. Is that fair? It's up to you. It's up to you. You're running for president, right? There are strange things done in the midnight sun by men who toil for gold. So uh, it's just it's, this story isn't in the book that I'm reading, but it's a long-standing story I've heard before a few times. I don't doubt it, of course, for a second. I'm not sure if Reagan ordered that or if it was just done. The more I find out about Reagan, 
uh the less i like it's a shame i used to love so many things um but uh you know he knew it was a show he knew it was a show trump knew it was a show clinton knew it was a show and uh, obama they know it's a show there's a great line in, in rocky movies where apollo's manager is like finish this guy man i, I quote rocky like five straight podcasts He's like, he doesn't know it's a damn show. He thinks it's a damn fight. Bernie thought it was a fight. You know, Trump knew it's a uh, show. Reagan knew, knew it was a show. Jimmy Carter thought it was a fight. Um, it's just interesting. It's both, really, right? But uh, Carter, anyways, Carter, I heard this story. Carter hated that the re- he did this and when he speaks. I don't know if he speaks anymore, but I remember he spoke on it. And he said Carter hated that reporter forever. Uh, but he ran into him at an airport, and they talked it out. I don't know how you talk something like that out. Like, did the reporter apologize? Was he feeling any remorse? Um, Miss Pat, the comedian's fantastic. She's got a Jimmy Carter story from when she worked at McDonald's. She's from Atlanta, Georgia. And she was at McDonald's, and Jimmy Carter came in, and there were Secret Service everywhere. And he was ordering from her. And she's like, she's like, N-word. <laughs> do i know you because you're like you look familiar and he's like i used to be president in the united states but that's miss pat man that's her childhood uh rough streets um in the 80s and 90s so she wasn't watching a lot of news or history but who knows what people pull right it depends on what's acceptable within your own heart and soul scumbag move but i think back then there was a lot of that and even today you know stolen notes erased emails all that um it's interesting these networks aren't as bad when reporting the results that's the only time i really watch any of them because the numbers don't lie so that gives them less to play with so i'm like okay as long as you just report with it and that one dude on msnbc who breaks it down uh he's from massachusetts glasses dark hair lean brilliant just a brilliant guy in perfect disposition i mean the guy's set for life uh it really bums me out the whole thing because um in 2000 we were going to either have gore or mccain are we almost done here for the sake of god um we were going to have gore or mccain and i remember loving that i remember thinking wow this is a win-win situation you know you had gore very bright man not the best speaker but very bright he had been the veep for two terms and mccain was great he's a war hero he's in vietnam you know well-spoken brought the sides together hands-on and i remember like oh this is going to be good either way you know it's like if two teams were playing each other in the super bowl you're like cool i can't lose who's i who, oh when the bears played peyton manning i was like cool i kind of eh, you wanted peyton you wanted peyton but i was like ah, even if chicago wins it's not bad and i think i had that with the niners and the uh, chiefs i was like ah, I, I, could, I, could, I like both these guys um Oh, in 2000. So, yeah, it looked like it was McCain. Then filth, filth, Carl Rove. Uh, he put out word that McCain is mentally unstable from the war. And McCain drops in the polls. And it's all of a sudden, Bush versus Gore, right? Porn versus horror. Bush and Gore. Two things that are in those movies. Uh, McCain runs eight years later. But for somehow in 2000, he wasn't fit right so it's just filth man it's filth and who can control the narrative and stuff like that and you know i say president cheney anyway because uh bush was smart enough to just go cheney you do it all i just i basically just want the um the posterity right i just want the headlines mccain ran in uh 2008 right gets a dipshit running mate and loses 
Also, he faced a strong candidate. Jesus. But putting Palin in as a running mate, that's a Hollywood decision. Right? Oh, younger, attractive girl. Uh, This will get some voters. And just embarrassment. And that's just like... That's like Hollywood Band-Aid. Just a pretty face will solve everything, right? People will fall for it. Just put, you know... Just put a celebrity hosting a talk show. That'll do it. Uh, embarrassing. How does it get that far? And he got he got destroyed. But I don't think he got destroyed. I think they got destroyed. But it was also the momentum of the time. Robes a scumbag, and he and scumbag Scooter Libby. Uh, they also leaked word on Valerie Plume. Uh, she was a CIA agent, and they they revealed her identity, which is treason, which nothing happened. I remember that. Such filth, right? Of course, President Cheney wasn't going to prosecute. Um, so he got, they got pardoned all the way up, up the line. But Plume, her husband had written an article how Iraq didn't have weapons of mass destruction. Uh, and the, the uh, Republican machine was like, yeah, we'll fix that. We'll fix that. Anyway, um, God, it's been like, what, five, six days five-day election i'm not calling a doctor you know uh so it looks like yeah az and pa went dem in the senate i make that joke about how pennsylvania had to choose between a guy named oz and a guy look look looked like who he's from oz <laughs> and you can go with either oz there you can go with the original the wizard of oz because he looks like he could be in that or the uh the netflix was it netflix no it was hbo i think oz that show about the prison so that hits two different big demographics so that's great Georgia Herschel Walker, who I never thought when I was a kid watching him, I never thought I'd be like, God, I do not want that guy winning because I was pulling for him. I think I pulled for him when they lost the national championship against Penn State one year, uh, 83, 82, 82. That would have been the end of 82. Um, and Herschel Walker, I think, was there from 79 to 82. But was at the same time that Dominique Wilkins was there. Dominique almost went to UNC and played with Jordan and Worthy. That would have been sick. That's two, three straight titles. Okay, um, I can't believe Georgia's that close, and Nevada's even close. Even though Bernie took Nevada, and Nevada's got the culinary uh, union. Um, crazy. Yeah, these places were all supposed to go right and did not. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona. That's crazy when Arizona goes left, but it seems like more of that's happening. I think it's the abortion issue, man. I, You know... I didn't think I'd be able to watch the news with how much of an onslaught it was going to be. But again, it's all theater. Did we win anything? Who knows? Is anything going to change? Who knows? Uh, it is funny to watch a lot of this on BBC as well. Just a clinical look. A very, like, no commentary or opinion news. Just a clinical look. I'm sure there's a slant if I truly knew the inner workings of British politics and society. But for the most part, my limited brain sees it as, uh, as pretty objective. Shows on BBC are educational. And so it's been a trip being on the ships this long and learning. That's what you're learning. When I live in Japan, you learn about the other cultures, not just Jap- Japan itself, but other uh, foreign exchange students who are with you. You learn about their cultures just as much. Um, you know, Korea, England, uh, Mexico. Who else? We have Germans. We had French. We had a guy from Israel. Man, it was a trip, man. And so you learn about that as much. And that's what it's been like on the ship. Even though you're doing shows for one group of people, you're also watching TV. You've got so much time. You're walking around talking to passengers. You're talking to passengers that don't even come to the show because they're English. They don't feel like they'd get enough stuff. They don't care about the comedy. I don't blame them. Um, 
you know, you're talking to people in bands that can't come to the show because they've got shows going on. Uh, so you got musicians from all over the world. Um, you're talking to the help, the help, the employees. Help's not necessarily bad. They are helping. Um, but that's probably not a term that's accepted anymore. But they are um, from Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines, uh, stuff like that, depending on the line. Sometimes Central Americans. But you're learning as much about them as you are about comedy. I mean, the whole time you're like, wait, i got to write bits here that work for people that can understand the words and the language and such. Uh, and it's been a trip traveling and seeing. You, you just see the rest of the world, man. It's so educational. And I, I, it's experience, too. It's not just language, but it's learning uh, other cultures. But it's also unlearning your own and unlearning this intense pace you're on and this kind of fake sense of patriotism china and korea man they're connected land-wise to france and spain like that connects that length of land is all connected so there's such a difference in hemispheres uh you know america and canada i guess is an unguarded border the americans don't know borders that well like mexico is this just off-limits thing you know oh illegal crime drugs poverty um, that we just don't know well enough. I like to think it's changing. I think more Americans are living down there as well, which is good and helpful. Um, but and then the relationship with Canada is just—it's we're not a—we're very American. We have state borders, I guess. Okay, so I'm watching UCLA. God, this is a good game. Uh, Arizona's up 24-21. Trevor Yankoff, my high school quarterback, who I caught passes from, his son is uh, on the UCLA offense here, so I'm really pulling for them. Um, Anyway, thanks for listening to this. Blah. That's what happens if I don't... I'm covering politics because I don't have anything else. Uh, but the details might be off, but the big picture, I think I'm right on a lot of that stuff. And it's just opinions. I don't... You know, if someone disagrees, I'm not going to get mad. They're probably right. But uh, I don't think I'm that wrong on a lot of that. I don't think I'm that wrong. Okay, thanks for listening. Keen on Things podcast. Subscribe so it can come every week and you know when it hits so you don't have to go digging for it. And then Keen of Comedy on all social media platforms. Thank you so much. I will be with Steve Byrne uh, in December. Okay, UCLA breaking away on a run here down to the five-yard line with 10 and a half minutes left in the fourth. All right, I'm going to go back to the volume here. Uh, I'm going to be with Steve Byrne in uh, Brea. Second week of December. Third week of December, we're going to Houston. Brea Improv, Houston Improv. I'll be with him. And for New Year's, I'll be on a ship somewhere. So there are places to see me. I will be going to December 1st. Is it December 1st? I'll be going to see Swartz in San Diego. Okay, thank you. Love you. See you next time.